Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast with Dave. Say hello, Dave. Hello, everybody. And uh, well, back, Dave, with another uh, episode. It feels like it's been ages, doesn't it? I know, yeah. Well, you know, we can thank um, the Rona for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's been difficult to, you know, do what we need to do and what we want to do whilst all confined to separate houses, you know. But no, it's good to be back. Good to be back on the air, mate. I know. Yeah, it feels like ages. It's weird doing it. We're doing it, uh, recording it on Zoom this time, which is um, yeah. you know, by virtual link. But um, so we hope the quality is good. But um, and yeah, so it's, it's kind of weird, isn't it? We settled on today's sort of episode it was a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and you know, it was, it was kind of one that we, you know, we, we've launched some trips quite recently. And so this one came about, um, and what is it called again, Dave? Um, well, today's the battle of the treks. Um, yeah. and I think, I think it's come about because, you know, we've been doing a lot really, I think unusually this month, you know, normally, you know, we obviously sell a lot of Everest base camp. Um, but no, we've really started like opening up a wide variety of trips across the globe, you know? Um, yeah. And we're getting a lot of questions now where people are like, oh, shall I do EBC or shall I do Killy? Yeah, yeah. Shall I do, you know, shall I go to Island Peak or shall I go to Killy, you know, or, or like Machu Picchu or Morocco? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, bat- Battle of the Treks, mate. Battle of the Treks. Yeah, that's it. I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of different types of treks out there and, and you know, into variable challenges um and variable variable difficulty levels and so, so we sort of thought about it well maybe it's like top trumps for high altitude treks nice and nice. you're kind of halfway there see i said that about stuttering then <laughs> yeah no it is good i mean yeah we call it the battle of the treks but um there are yeah. no winners <laughs> you know it's really about um you know we want to help people understand you know the differences between each trip and yeah and, um, you know, what might work for them, because we know a lot of people listen to it and then they email in and they're inquiring about certain things. So, yeah, maybe yeah. this might be a little bit enlightening. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's still a little bit different to what we've done. I mean, we've come off the back of, you know, a crazy sort of five, six weeks, really. We've we've been working from home for four and a half weeks now. Yeah. Um, the whole team working remotely, um, obviously due to good old Corona. Um, but, yeah, just before we do go into the episode, I mean, if you are keen to do any form of sort of high altitude trekking, Two of our most popular trips um, at the moment are Everest Base Camp and Kilimanjaro. Um, I will put the um, the links to the downloadable guides in the show notes. But if you're listening, you want to write it down. It's bit so bit.ly forward slash Everest BC guide, or you've also got bit.ly forward slash Killy K I L I the Long Way Guide. <laughs> um, so yeah, check those out. Um, they give you a full rundown of each trip. Um, and you know, and decide which one is for you. Obviously, they're not the only trips we do, but they're two of our most popular trips at the moment. Um, but Dave, yeah, let's get stuck into the episode, yeah? Yeah, man, let's crack on. <laughs> so yeah, what, what have we been up to then? The last month, month and a half since we re- since we come back from Killy, we released the two part episode Killy. Yeah, a lot's happened. Where well, do we start? It's been a, it's been it's been a weird first sort of four or five months of the year. We're nearly in May now. Know. You know, because we, January flew by, February yeah. we went to Killy, and then we came back and everything went wrong. <laughs> you know, so, 
and and nothing much has happened since but also a lot has happened you know i understand there's a lot of people who are doing you know under great hardship there's a lot of you know key workers that are doing amazing work and yeah there's a lot of people who are you know sick a lot of people are recovering so it's an it's been banded around a lot but it is truly unprecedented i think you know they're just the scale that it's affected everybody you know and i think that uh yeah, so to answer to your question, and I've been sat at home. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's, it is a challenge, isn't it? Because we're both very outdoorsy people. You yeah. know, we're not ones to kind of want to stay indoors for a considerable amount of time. We don't mind doing it. You know, we're, just like anyone, we'll watch a good bit of Netflix with a Domino's pizza. But most of the time, you know, we are sort of outdoors doing stuff yeah well that's it i mean especially i mean you know we're all creatures of habit i i especially like my routine yeah you know i i like to you know know who i'm going to be seeing and when and yeah you know knowing that i can go back and forth to the office and do things but yeah so staying in has been oh so hard so yeah. hard it is a challenge and I, I think any anyone who's listening is obviously going through the same thing you know completely understand and and if you've been following us over on on the facebook group uh, the high altitude ever trekkers or even our ever trek page you know we we're trying to get we're trying to keep positive because you know there is light at the end of the tunnel we will come through this we will get back to, to doing what we do what we do what we love most which is obviously getting to the mountains and yeah. just getting out there and traveling really you know just seeing some new stuff um but yeah i mean i, I mean in amongst all of this you know there has been a lot of positives um, you know, like you said about the, the, the frontline workers, um, all the communities that have come come out of it. Good old Captain Tom Moore uh, raising twenty plus million. I can't believe that guy. He's fantastic, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He's over twenty million pounds. Love it. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? You yeah. know, um, just goes to show. Like he's ninety nine, and his Everest was walking up and down his garden every day. Yeah, I mean, based on the pictures, he's got quite a big garden. To be fair, yeah. You know, yeah, some gardens would be easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah it'd be easier if it was around my garden. Mm. <laughs> um, but no, not to take anything away, of course. You know, the guy did awesome. Twenty million, you know, to go towards uh, fighting this virus. So yeah, it's, it's it's outstanding. I mean, to be honest, I was saying uh, to someone the other day, like, yeah, I I I would scoff at cliches before, you know, like, but it's, this really does make you realise what you had, you know. It's yeah. really made me realise how fortunate we are to just live in a country where we can go about our lives more yeah. or less unrestricted. You know, that we can go to the mountains, the beaches, we can go for drives, we can see friends and travel and do all of this stuff, you know? Yeah. And when it's taken away from you, you do it does really highlight a lot of the freedoms that you, you, you take for granted. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just want to go out and see my friends. I know. I know. It's... I mean, this is why, I mean, we're recording this on a Zoom call because so me and Dave can see each other. Yes, we're but the same still, community, that's why. You know, it's, it's, it's always, um, it's still not the same, is it? Like we see each other every day on these calls in our meetings or catch-ups, yeah. whatever we do. You know, which technology is great, enables it, but it's, it's kind of different, isn't it? Obviously, we want to, yeah. you know, when, when we come out of it, we'll, we'll certainly all catch up. But so, yeah, I mean, in amongst all of this, you know, we have launched, um, a big trip that we wanted to launch for quite a long time, actually delayed because of COVID nineteen, which was Tutankhamun. Yeah, yeah. And we had, and we we actually started running two dates. Sorry, not two dates, two trips. Um, so we we realised that some people 
because Tupacal is is just over four thousand meters. It's in Morocco, which is only like a three three and a half hour flight from the UK. And you know, some people want to spend a bit of time in Marrakesh as well as the Atlas Mountains. Some people want to go over there and smash it and just do Tupacal. So we created two itineraries. One is like the weekender, so you can do it in four days, or one is an eight day trip. Um, you know, which we're running over summer and winter. Um, obviously, in winter, you know, winter conditions are a bit more a bit more challenging. Um, you know, you, you'd be using crampons, ice axe, things like that. Um, whereas, obviously, in the summer, it's a little bit easier. But you know what? I was so excited to actually launch that, finally. Yeah, that's been amazing. Loads of people were waiting for it as well. It was crazy, yeah. you know, um, because I think it is, you know, at the moment, you can fly there for 80 quid return. It's <clears throat> really good, isn't it? Yeah, You know, 80 quid. You know, and it's three hours. I mean, I'm really looking forward to going in November because I'm, you yeah. know, it's going to be nice to be able to go to another country, climb a mountain, and it's only three hours away. <laughs> Not long haul. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, well, I mean, it's crazy. It also, like, it blows your mind just how big some of these places are that we go to, like how big Africa is. You know, if I want to go to Morocco, it's three hours. Yeah. If I want to go to Tanzania... It's long haul. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. It's like yeah, 16, 17 hours to get there, you know, with really? a stop off, but it's nuts, isn't it? Um, but yeah, so we, we were really excited about launching that. We've also had the Kilimanjaro premiere, we, we, which was a week ago. Yeah. And that was fantastic, wasn't it? Steve from Inside Video Marketing, our video, um, our video guy, created an awesome um, film there about Kilimanjaro. Um, I will put the link in the show notes, but... If you're listening to this, then you may have listened to some of our other episodes, and there's a two-parter around Kilimanjaro where me and Dave, we actually recorded, um, when we were on uh, climbing Kilimanjaro, we recorded uh, some snippets. One, uh, one of them was actually on the summit um, where we, yeah, we sound a little bit tired. <laughs> um, yeah. But I will put the link to the Kilimanjaro, uh, the Longway premiere in those uh, episodes, so definitely have a little look at that. Yeah, well, summit day on Kili was savage. But I'm not going to give anything away. They can watch the video. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let's um, let's start with um, yeah, we'll battle of the treks. I mean, we do have um, it, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you, you're sort of regularly keeping updated, you'll have some questions. We do um, what we call a Tuesday tune-in Q and A session over on, um, on on our Facebook page. So basically, if you if you are listening to this and you want to um, answer, you know, get get your questions answered. Highly recommend you get onto the Facebook page, tune into that Q&A. Myself and Dave run these uh, weekly um, during the, the current um, sort of lockdown situation. So definitely get on there and, um, you know, any questions you want about anything we talk through today, any of the other um, any of the other things that we talk about, or email podcast at evertrek.co.uk and yep. we, can, um, we can tackle your questions. But So battle other treks then. So Dave, talk to me about the, the different levels and the, the, the trips we do. Yeah, so I think, obviously, being Evertrek, the obvious place to start is our, I suppose you'd call it the flagship. It's the it's, it's Evertrek's Big Mac, <laughs> you know, and that's, Big you Mac. know, is, is, the, is the... Analogy is, of the week. <laughs> yeah, and that's Everest Base Camp. You know, it's certainly the one, um, you know, we, we send the most people there. Yeah. It's the one we're known for. It's, it's um, also inspired our name. You know, it's um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so Everest Base Camp. Now, the biggest question that we get at the moment, because the next biggest one, you know, the, the what would it be? The McChicken Sandwich. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there because this could go on and on and on, <laughs> you know, would be Kilimanjaro, you know. So um, 
you know, before people used to be, you know, I want to go to Everest base camp. Okay, great. How do you want to get there? Because there's several levels. You can go yeah. base camp, which I like to consider the classic base camp route. Yeah, classic. 11 days trekking, there and back again. Yeah. You get up uh, Kalabata, but you can go via Gokyo. You can go via the three peaks. You can tie in a 6,000 meter peak yeah. like Island or Lobouche, even Mero, which is not strictly in the Everest region, but there you go. But yeah. the yeah. most common question I think we get, which we can highlight a difference for to help people make up their mind is uh, EBC or Kili. Yeah, yeah, p- p- yeah, exactly. It's a big one, isn't it? It's first on the list. Ever we call it, we know it's called Battle of the Trek. So we thought, right, okay, Everest Base Camp versus Kilimanjaro. But there's no real battle. They're both different, aren't they? Yeah. Very different. They're almost so different that I wouldn't class them as similar trips. No, no. Ordinarily, you wouldn't put the two together. They're yeah. different. I mean, by means of like when you travel into Everest Base Camp, you're not summit in a peak. No, you know you're traveling through a landscape by foot, basically, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, with a final goal in mind. When you're climbing Kilimanjaro, you do, I mean, we do the eight-day Lamosha route, which is the longest route. Yeah. Um, so it can feel much like you're traveling through a landscape because it's up and down. But ultimately, what you are starting on is um, one of the flanks of Kilimanjaro, and you follow almost a, like a wide traverse up to um, the summit. Yeah. And, yeah, I suppose if I was going to, like... It's hard to say the difference, but what I want to say to people is there are several things you can get out. If you go to Nepal, if you have a draw to see the biggest mountains on earth, yeah, they're in Nepal. You know, if you want to, you know, step foot in the same base camp that Tenzing, Edmund Hillary, all of those guys, you know, a place where like there's a lot of history yeah. in terms of mountaineering history, you know, you can go to Everest Base Camp and but if you want to actually get to a summit. If you want to be the guy that sort of stands atop a mountain, Could one of the seven summits, you know, you've only got six more mountains to climb one of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it would be there. It's hard to know where to begin, really, because they're so different. Yeah, yeah, aren't they? I know, I know. It's because we, we obviously discussed it and we, when we were out filming uh, on Killy um, with Steve, we, we did some interviews with some of the, um, the other trackers who were on there. You know, it was a question that was asked to them. You know, because they'd all done Everest Base Camp before, before going to Killy, yeah. except one of the guys. And it was, uh, you know, so we, what do you think? Which is harder. And I think you couldn't really answer it until you'd done Summit Night. Yeah. Summit true. Night was a brute. <laughs> true, yeah. Because, I mean, Kilimanjaro, eight days, seven of which are about the same, if not maybe a bit easier than trekking to Everest Base Camp. Yeah. Nothing too difficult. Um, but one day out of them is so much harder than anything on the the classic Everest base camp route. Yeah. You know, just just because there are several elements that you deal with when you go to base camp. You know, you deal with the altitude, you deal with tiredness, you deal with lack of sleep. You know, you deal with the altitude, but you might not necessarily have all of those problems on your lap at any one time. Yeah. When you go when you summit Kilimanjaro, you know, you you're doing it probably with 2 to 3 hours sleep in the previous 24 hours if that. Yeah. It's tired. Uh, it's cold, it's dark, yeah, and it's high, <laughs> you know. But it's truly, truly epic, you know. Yeah. Um, right. There are things like that I think about Kilimanjaro that I don't think are comparable with any other trip. I think sunrise on Kilimanjaro is one of those things that you, you, you. That's why I was there. 
Yeah. You know, like reaching the summit was obviously awesome and amazing. But you know, when I think back, yeah, I think of the sunset, <laughs> you know, sunrise. Was, yeah, sunrise. Sorry, sunrise. <laughs> yeah. You see how altitude affects you? <laughs> I know. Yeah, still. Yeah. It's all those brain cells, mate. But no, you're right. It's, yeah. But I think that, that moment that me and you were, it's weird because when we got to the summit, uh, you know, I, I, you know, we want to spend a little bit of time talking about Killy. I know the last couple of episodes were all about it. But when we were walking back and just walking down, realized what you'd just done after yeah. the sunrise, after all the hugs, after the photos, the high fives, the whiskey, you know, the the tears, the tears of joy. Yeah. You know, there was on the way down, it was that, holy crap, look what we just done, like, you know? Yeah, it was um, epic. And it's, it's, it is similar to Everest Base Camp because... You know, when I got to, to Everest Base Camp, and you know, been there uh, five times, every time is emotional because yeah. of the history around it. It's different. It's got that different energy. You've got well, famous mountaineers that have been there. It's exactly, yeah. It, it's strange because you get the same feeling for different reasons. Yeah. Different reflections on it. Like I said about Everest Base Camp and going to, going to Nepal, mm. it's really the heart and soul of high altitude climbing is there in Nepal, you know? And so you feel that and you experience it and you can't help, you know, it sounds a bit, you know, hoity toity, but you are walking in the steps of like some of the greatest mountaineers on earth yeah, yeah. that have ever lived and some of the best, most extraordinary achievements that have ever been done. And then when you go to Kilimanjaro, it's more, I think about just the, the, the overall experience, the sense of achievement of having summited, a huge, almost 6,000, 5895 meters with your friends, with the group, yeah. that sunrise, the exhilaration, one of the seven summits of the earth. And then also, you know, if I want to throw in another curveball, you know, when you go to Machu Picchu, you know? Yeah, yeah. Talking about, you know, the history and things like that. Well, wow. I mean, you know. You are, <laughs> That's even more. You know, what was it? Thousands of years, you know, ago, this civilization built yeah. this incredible place you know and now we're fortunate enough to be able to go there and experience yeah. it and place ourselves in that life for a short period you know and experience what south america's like and stuff like that so yeah, yeah it's not just about ebc and killy now <laughs> no i know yeah it's, it's it's so varied isn't it and obviously we've got the i mean when you you, you briefly touched on it there um because we've done ebc the killy but two of the, we've had this a lot lately where some people are torn between going to base camp via Gokyo Lakes or yeah. going on the Three Peaks, Three Passes. Very similar trips, very similar routes. Um, so I wanted to sort of, sort of put those two together, if you like, and say, right, what was the difference between the two? And, and I, think, I think I'll start and, and say, well, obviously, with Gokyo Lakes because they're, in the Everest region, there's three major routes. You've got the classic route that Dave talked about. You've got, then you've got the Gokyo Lakes, which is basically by a Gokyo Valley. And then we've got another one, which is via the three high passes. So basically, when you reach um, a place called Namche Bazaar, uh, which is actually two days into all the Everest trips, uh, there's, a, there's two rivers and they fork. So the valley goes right one, one way and there's another one to the other way. And the three peaks, three passes trip goes left. The other two to Gokyo Lakes and EBC go right. Now they're... When we're, when we're there, um, you know, the Gokyo Lakes, you still get to see that on the Three Peaks, Three Passes trip. So it's kind of like, if you want to see just Gokyo Lakes, because it's amazing, you've got the, the glacial lakes there. You've also got Chola Pass, 
because you do get to go over a high pass, which is like 5,300 meters. So people find that challenging enough, obviously going to base camp. Yeah. But then you've got this, something that's even more challenging. I would say in Nepal, probably one of our hardest trips is the three peaks, three passes. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I, I think that, yeah, it's, it's strange. It's like, cause although they're very similar, they're very different. I even think the types of people that go on each of those are very, very different types of. You can tell. Yeah. I know uh, you mean. You know, yeah. 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 I think it's not exclusive. Cause obviously, you know, everybody does every type of trip, but if I was going to generalize, I think the people that go to on the three peaks, three passes trip are generally out for something hardcore. It's hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the, yeah, that's the word. They're, they're generally out for something hardcore. They want to go out there and they want to do everything they can do, you yeah, know, yeah. um, stopping short of actually summit in a mountain. Yeah. You know, so, and they tend to be, you know, more competitive, you know, have that almost like athlete mindset. Yeah. And then Gokyo is somewhere similar. It's it's almost like people are going. I don't know. It's more the traveller. I think you know yeah. more the the you know the person that goes to a country and doesn't necessarily want to prove themselves or deplete themselves physically, yeah. but they want to see as much as they can. They want to go you know? soak it all in. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah. all of the th- those type of people, yeah, come to Nepal and the Himalaya. Yeah. You know, because it, it, it draws so much, not just one type. But I think, yeah, I think if you were the type that wanted to go to a country, wanted to experience it all, see beauty, yeah, um, you know, Gokia would be perfectly adequate for you. You know, if you're the type that wants to do all that, but you also want to take it on, you know, you've got that challenge like, yes, let's have it. Yeah. Then I think you know, <laughs> the, the three peaks or, or even higher is probably more in your line of work. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, I couldn't have done it. Um, yeah, mate, that's that's perfect. That's exactly why. You know, you're right, aren't you? It's so many people there who have who have been to Gokyo, and I think also they could they could kind of squeeze into the Machu Picchu same as well because yeah. you know, that's all about the you know, you're traveling around a place with history. Yeah. You know, it's again, it's not about the the hardcore trekker who goes there. I mean, you know, you 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 can get people who are really into it. I mean, the one thing we have done. Um, with Machu Picchu is we decided when, when we when we started doing the routes there that we wanted to do a different route um, yeah. by the Hidden Valley which is called Tomakea um, and as far as we know no company in the UK do that route um, you know we, we, we sort of created it and um, it's kind of one that's very remote but it's you know it's all set up to go trekking and camping on but it is more remote because no one goes there so it is actually higher yeah way higher than um, some of the other routes. Was it like 4,009, is it? Just under 5,000 yeah. meters? Yeah, so yeah. it's just under, which is high, you know, 4,900 meters isn't, you know, you, you can't, don't underestimate that. That's still hard work. Um, well, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I played um, snooker in Dingboche, yeah. and that's 4-4. And I never knew that Dingboche, uh, that snooker was such a, um, you know, a uh, like a high cardiovascular demanding sport <laughs> you know that's what you blame your game on is it well yeah you, you you get down to you know pot your head and then you um you stay down <laughs> that's why you got lightheaded didn't you yeah it was crazy like yeah. holding your breath trying to pot yeah that's that was hilarious <laughs> uh mate but yeah it's, so it's definitely when it comes to machu picchu um you know i definitely think it, it comes under that bracket of similar to the gokyo lakes in terms of the type of people that go there yeah um, you know but again it's got the history of, of another place. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, 
So we talked about Everest versus Kili. We talked about Everest, Gokio Lakes versus Three Peaks, Three Passes. I want to talk about some of the six out of me peaks, the summits. Yeah. Now, I know we talked about Kili, so I want to change it a bit. Island Peak versus Mera Peak. Two very, two trekking peaks. Yeah. They're called in Nepal. Even though there, there is some, there's an element of climate involved, you know. You <clears> yeah. Some of it's fixed ropes, but let's, should we go for the difference of those two? Yeah, I mean, trekking peak. I've never really liked the term trekking peak because yeah, I think it yeah. undersells it a little bit. Yeah. You know, I think you need to think of it as a 6,000 meter mountain. Yeah. You know, how you, exactly. how you get to the top um, is largely irrelevant. Everyone puts in the same effort, everyone does what they have to do, you know? Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah. So I think, well, first thing people will want to know, well, if they're like me, which one's highest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, Mera is higher. Highest trekking peak in Nepal. Beyond that, it gets more technical. Um, and you're into sort of, yeah, technical climbing peaks and stuff yeah. like that. But Mera, you are able to, you know, trudge yourself up. You know, you still need crampons. You still have harnesses and ropes and helmets and axes and things like that. All the stuff you associate with Himalayan climbing. Yeah. Uh, but you are pretty much able to trudge yourself up there using your own two feet. Um, Island Peak, um, was it 6186? 6186, yeah. Um, arguably more technical. It is now. Yeah, it's getting there. Um, they say climate change is having its effect on the mountain. Yeah. So the crevasses, the, creva, the crevasses are opening up huge. <laughs> so they're racking like four aluminium ladders, I think, now. Yeah. Um, to get over some of those. So that can be quite frightening slash awesome. <laughs> you know, so doing... I was going to say, yeah, some people will love that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think with Island Peak and Mera Peak, to be honest, I would focus more on like where I want to go, you yeah. know, because if you're going to climb a 6,000 meter mountain and it's your first time in the Himalaya, I would be more inclined to climb Island Peak because it's in the Everest region of Nepal. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. You know, so when you you get to associate, you well, you get to walk the, the Everest Base Camp trek. Yeah. Um, you get to see all those amazing places we've already mentioned and you get to climb Island Peak and see the view of the Everest region from 6,000 meters high, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Mera Peak, I think, is if, not necessarily, but arguably, you know, if you've been to Everest Base Camp, you love Nepal, you're looking for that next challenge. Yeah. You want to go higher, you want to go bigger, then Mera is the obvious answer. It's sitting right in front of you, you know, because yeah, you fly yeah. into Lukla and then essentially you've got two ways out. Yeah. One goes to the Everest region, the other one goes to Mera. So you can go to Mera then, and then you can climb the highest trekking peak in Nepal, having seen two parts of the Himalaya, you know? So yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good. I think, yeah, you're right on, on those two. I wouldn't really add anything else, really. I think, yeah, it's, I think you're right with Island Peak, though. It is definitely becoming more technical. I say you still don't need any technical skills. Yeah. You learn all you need, um, you know, on the trip. Um, you know, I mean, anything like some of our other trekkers um, have done some winter training. So all that means is that you, you get some crampons, uh, an ice axe, um, you yeah. know, you just learn some skills, self-arrest, you know, how to walk on crampons. Um, I highly recommend you do that. Even if you do any fixed rope stuff, highly recommend you do that. Yeah. I think the, um, the winter skills courses, you can do them in Wales, Scotland, England, anywhere really. Yeah. You can do them anywhere. But, um, obviously time of year, you want to wait till you get some snow. So, yeah. you know, you want to, you want to try in the winter. I mean, Snow's not always guaranteed, but in a lot of the mountains in the UK, you'll get snow, particularly in Scotland. So it's really good to do it in Scotland. 
But um, I think it's good, yeah, just to learn, you know, you don't want the first time you've ever strapped on crampons to be on the mountain, you know, because there are lots of little things you need to learn about how to walk in them, you know, how to use them, how to put them on. You know, I've seen people put them on upside down, you know, so their foot oh. goes sort of within the spikes, you know, it's crazy. Man, I've seen that, yeah. It's like... But, um, yeah, but also, you know, like imagine, you know, you're, you imagine you're just stood around waiting for something and, right, and the back of your calf's a bit itchy. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're spiking your car. Exactly, yeah. So you know, being a little bit familiar with them is, um, yeah. yeah, tends to tend will help you a lot, you know. Yeah, I think um, the last battle, I think, um, sorry, I don't know we call it battle. You know, comparison. Um, we'll look at Tupacal, uh versus Machu Picchu. Very different trips, I think, but I, I, I feel like the cultural aspect of them, because you go to Marrakesh, like Cusco, you know, you, you're flying into almost a hub of, 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 of like overdose of the senses with yeah. cultural perspective before you go to a trek. And I think, like I start with Morocco, you go into Marrakesh. I love Marrakesh, it's brilliant. Go into the souks, all the different banter that goes on with the traders, you know, trying to get some yeah. different things. It's brilliant. I love that bit of it. But then you go to the Atlas Mountains and you, you know, depending on the year, I, I, I went in February and then you've got proper mountains then. Yeah, you know, the Atlas Mountains are high, you know, it goes up to 4187, I think it is. Yeah. Um, meters, which is Tupacal. And that's why we named it our trek, the Roof of the North, because it is, it covers, um, you know, pretty much you've got the Sahara Desert in the northern part of Africa. And then you've got the Atlas Mountains, which goes all the way um, from the Sahara, uh, you know, into Morocco. And it sort of covers the north. And yeah. It really is a beautiful place. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I think I love that place. This is one of the reasons why you know I love visiting the African continent. You know, because yeah. it is—I don't know—it's chock full of so many countries, so many cultures, so many landscapes. Different. Yeah. It's everywhere you go is an adventure. You know, and I think Morocco is one of those. Particularly, you know, when you go to Marrakesh and stuff like that, you've got these ancient, beautiful, historic cities and stuff like that, and new cultures, and it's all part of it. And that's and that's all. That's on like day one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, know. Day one, the flight is three hours, and you're there. Three hours ago, you were in London. <laughs> you know, <laughs> waiting for a flight at Heathrow or Manchester. Yeah. You know, within five hours, you're walking around Marrakesh. You know, this. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. Been, I know. Yeah, and you could be a different planet. It's mad. Exactly, yeah, and then obviously you 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 know you, you you've got South America, yeah, you know, an absolutely again amazing place full of different like mountains, full of like different cultures in all these different countries, and where we're going particularly, you know, ancient ancient cultures, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, if you, it, it, I'm certain that you know on a lot of those trips you see people around there with their, uh, you know, what do they call it? Their um, the travel books and stuff like yeah, that, you know, books. learning about everywhere where they're going and stuff like that, you know. That's it. I think these places are, um, you know, because when it, I used to travel a lot around Southeast Asia and I used to get my uh, Lonely Planet guide, <clears throat> you know, when I went to different countries. And I think definitely these two are kind of in that bracket. Yeah. You know, if you've got a Lonely Planet guide, there is a lot more to do there than trekking. It's not really yeah. what it's sort of known for. But then, you you know, you've got like, um, when you go to Cusco and then, you know, it's not, super far to get to the, the the andes i mean you're in the andes pretty much 
Yeah. The Andes Mountain, by the way, not me. Um, you know, just, yeah, the Andes in South America. That's not and, a holiday destination. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, I can't go on holiday at the moment. This is all I got. Yeah, true. true. But no, um, yeah, it is awesome. I mean, like, um, just, uh, I mean, when you, when you go to climb a mountain, sometimes you can just be so focused on the mountain, you know. But I think we've worked really hard to make sure that whatever trip you go on, yeah, you do get the cultural aspect of it as well, at least for a day or two. At least for a day, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Because um, I, I think it's in the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. So if I was going to tell you, and congratulations, quarantine's been lifted. You can go on a trip tomorrow. Mm. But you've got to decide in the next 10 seconds. T- 10 seconds? Yeah. Uh, I think for me right now, I want to go to Machu Picchu. Yeah. I think um, for me. I mean, that's just, you know, obviously I've, Nepal's a massive place in my heart. We've just done Kili. I have long go back from Morocco. What I want to do right now is Machu Picchu. Um, yeah. You know, for me, I want to go there. I want to, you know, we're going on the Hidden Valley, um, you know, especially because it's it's quiet. There's no one there. Yeah. Um, I think if you do come, I mean, obviously on all of our trips, we, we got dates up to the end of 2022. But I yeah, I can't wait um, to get out there. Um uh, yeah, and see a, see a little bit of the Andes Mountains, my namesake. I thought, well, I can, you know, let's check them out, see if they're any good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, the, uh, the uh, Machu Picchu for me. What about you, mate? Um, do you know, I always ask these questions without putting any thought into what my answer is <laughs> going to be. You know, I should come oh, back with seconds. a snap. Yeah, 10 seconds. Sorry, I should have got a snappy answer. Um, it's hard. Uh, I think I might go, I might join you on Machu Picchu but I might go the long way around I might I might go to Nepal first Are you gonna... <laughs> and then <laughs> then come oh, round the other way oh, yeah you're gonna you're gonna you spent a couple of days in Kathmandu is it yeah exactly yeah I miss I miss the guys over there I miss the news yeah. and stuff like that right now I'm super craving just like my my mates you know so yeah, know. Yeah, to... I'd love to go over there and just see the guys again um but I also you know I'm very, very curious about the Tomakea because obviously I haven't been, to, I haven't done the route. So no, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I join you and go to Machu Picchu to be honest, because yeah, a bit of history, bit of learning, something completely different, bit of trekking, nearly at five thousand meters, lose some oxygen, gain some red blood cells, come back, have a beer, happy days. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, have a savitha. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's great, isn't it? I mean. Yeah, because I, I obviously we, we always sort of make some brief notes and we and we got on there. What's our personal favourite? It's hard out of all these because they're all amazing trips and they're all very different. Like it's hard to judge. For me, like having done you know most of these, you're looking at uh, okay, is, is Kilimanjaro better than Everest? You can't com- you can't really no. compare them, and it comes down to to what you want. I mean, if we were to rate the treks, let's say easiest to toughest, I'd say. What, what do you think would be the easiest out of all the ones we do, other than the training weekends? That we yeah, do? I was going to say training weekend, probably, yeah. <laughs> it's probably um, the easiest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because it's you know like what? It's, I don't know, it's almost a shame to call one of them the easiest because I think it depends on so many things, but I think you could... Four-day Tupacal, yeah. long weekend. Yeah, I think that's the easiest one. You know, get there, smash it out, get it done. You know, in, in less than five days, you know, you can get to Tukpa, you can, you can, you know, get to the summit of Tukpa and then get back down and be having a beer, you know, yeah. in less than five days. So I think, yeah, just on the virtue of how short that trip is, you know, yeah. but, you know, that's not, the, that's not it's to say easy, that, is it? yeah, but that, that's the thing. It's all, it's all relative. Yeah. 
you know, which one is the least extreme? I think rather than the easiest, you know. <laughs> very, very well put. Yeah, yeah, least extreme. No, I but, think you're um, right. And then I, I think after that, I'd probably put, um, obviously you've got the eight day, which is probably the next one. The eight day two car, but then Machu Picchu, I'd say, is probably the next yeah. level, would you say, for us? Probably, yeah. I think I think you meet a lot of people when you go to Everest and they've already done Machu Picchu and yeah. Tupacal and stuff like that because the, and it, I think it comes down to the altitude. Yeah. You know, if you want an introduction into altitude, you want to dip your toe in the water before you go swimming, then you go to, you know, one of these mountains. Yeah. This, you know, not not as high. Um, I've said that it's still over four thousand meters, you know. Yeah, it's still, it's still awesome. try do ten precepts of four thousand meters and tell me it's not out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, then to be honest, I think you're getting into um, Everest Base Camp Kilimanjaro territory. Yeah. Kili's a bit of an outlier. It's a bit of a weird one to put in on a scale because eight, yeah. seven days of it are relatively straightforward, and one day of it is harder than probably any other day on any other trip. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is so challenging summit day. But equally, for everything you put in, you get out, you know. So for all of the difficulty, all of the hardship, all of the, you know, tiredness and altitude, you get back in terms of just sheer exhilaration, sheer enjoyment, sheer, like, wonderment. You know, that all comes back in one day as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think you've obviously got the other ones in Nepal, like we've got our Everest Three Peaks, Three Passes, and Gokyo, I'd say. Tokyo is probably the, the easier than, than three peaks, three passes. Yeah, um, yeah. I know, I know one of our ever trackers, Rasheen, would um would take issue with the easy bit as well. <laughs> it's all relative. It's all relative. You know, yeah, exactly. Because you went up Cholar and it was brutal. Yeah, exactly. Cholar is tough, and yeah. you know it's, it's it's hard to get over it. And some people don't, and they go around, which is fine. At the end of the day, like you've got the like for me, um, the very first time I went to Everest Base Camp was in winter. Uh, but I was doing the three peaks, three passes at that time. But the problem was that all the passes were closed. Yeah. So for me, I didn't have a choice to go over the high pass. So I had to go yeah. just straight to Everest Base Camp. Um, you know, so sometimes just not going over these passes, it adds to it. Yeah. Well, um, we went over um, Chola. And to be fair, I think it was probably about as bad as it can get before they shut it. Before they shut yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, we're going to get up and we're going to get over it for bragging rights, but you may not get a picture. And I know she didn't. It was like it was like she was in the in, inside of a ping pong ball. <laughs> just, yeah. just white. It was white. Uh, yeah. yeah, she told me like that, you know, that it was just like the toes were just frozen solid. And I'll be honest, when she told me, I was a little bit jealous because... Yeah, I was going to say, I love that. I, lo- I love that type of thing. <laughs> not the losing toes, Ben. She hasn't lost any toes, just to clarify, but she's... Um... Yeah, yeah. No. She was, she was, she was colder, but she, you know, she come back and she's done Killy with us. Yeah, exactly. Um, thinking it, um, she might even come to um, Machu Picchu or Tupacar. We'll see. Yeah, I think, and um, yeah, CMD route. We're probably in wash here, and we should get something in return for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's been great. I think we've we've covered pretty much everything. I think you know the battle of the treks again. Um, although it's it's not technically a battle. We just I hope that you you know by talking about all these different types of trips that yeah one of them maybe fits for you. Um whether if you haven't been to a high altitude before and you want to maybe come and try Tupacal or Machu Picchu yeah. before you take on Kili or Ever Space Camp. Um, you know, it's certainly there. Um but I think that you know anything again, if, if you are keen to come with um, on a trip of uh, of ours, do jump in the comments and have a look at the downloadable guides. Um, they do have full walkthroughs of, of, of all the trips we talked about today. Um, and don't, subs- don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review as well if you've enjoyed the episode, um, especially if you're li- listening on iTunes because 
reviews uh, matter a lot for us. Um, and yeah, uh, final word, Dave, what do you think? Yeah, I think it was, um, yeah, hopefully it's been helpful. I mean, yeah. like I said, I mean, Battle of the Treks, I think for many people, you sat in front of your laptop, you're looking at the Evertrek website, you're looking at all the trips, and it can be a battle in your own mind, you know, because yeah. it's a big investment for people, both in terms of like time, energy, effort, money, all of that. So hopefully we've managed that to make that battle less of a chore, you know, so you'll be able to look back at this and just understand a little bit about the differences between the trips, you know, compare those with your own mindset, see how you're feeling and um, make an informed choice. But, you know, the one thing I will say is um, chill out, relax, whatever you go on, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded so Welsh then. <laughs> yeah, chill out, relax. <laughs> Definitely having a lot of time in your house. But <laughs> oh, <I guess. laughs> well done, mate, well done. All right, yeah, well, uh, look, mate, it's been great to do another episode. Um, we'll be back next week. Um, we're going to try and stick to the, uh, try and get a podcast episode out every week now. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's been a challenging sort of month, but we're over the, the kind of um, over the hill or mountain because we, we've had a lot of things that yeah. we've had to do over the last four yeah. weeks that so we had to prioritise. But yeah, we will get some more episodes out the next coming weeks, so do look out for them. Um, but yeah, I'll chat to you soon, Dave. Yeah, nice one, mate. See you again. You again. Thanks, everybody. Bye.